0: Hello, and welcome to the American Osteopathic College of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation podcast. I am your host, student Dr. Tassan Chaudhry. Today we are joined by Dr. Natasha Romanoski. Dr. Romanoski is the program director for the Penn State Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation Residency in Hershey, Pennsylvania. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Romanoski.
1: Thank you. Pleasure to be here. So, Dr.
0: Romanoski. I have to ask, uh, is it true that when applicants interview at the Penn State PMR Residency, they wake up to the smell of Hershey chocolate?
1: (laughs) Um, I I don't want to ruin the surprise, uh, but it is actually true. There is uh, quite a bit of chocolate um, here in Hershey, Pennsylvania, but we are are very proud of the other things we have to offer um, within our medical community as well.
0: Okay, so all of your listeners, uh, that's another reason to interview at Penn State PM&R. If you don't mind, could you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself?
1: Certainly. So I originally grew up in northern Indiana, but actually spent most of my life in West Virginia. Uh, so I do consider West Virginia my home. I did most of my schooling in West Virginia. So I went to West Virginia University undergraduate where I received a degree in exercise physiology and then I went on to West Virginia School of Osteopathic Medicine for my osteopathic degree. Following that, of course, was a residency in PM&R. I completed an internship in Danville, Virginia and then I went on to complete my residency in Houston, Texas, at the formerly combined program between the University of Texas at Houston and Baylor College of Medicine.
0: Excellent. Uh, thank you for that. So one of the things we like to do on the podcast is to try to get our listeners to understand what led the people we interview to the field of PM&R. So what led you to the field of pm
1: Absolutely, you know, much like um, many osteopathic students, unfortunately, I did not have a lot of early physiatry exposure. Um, With my background in exercise physiology, I'd always had that passion and that interest in really trying to look at functional anatomy, kinesiology, um, and of course that human uh, connection that we all that we all look for in medicine. Ironically, it was toward the end of my third year um, where I still was trying to figure out what I wanted to specialize in, and I happened to run across the AOC PM&R conference. And so I had a a friend of mine who invited me to attend, and so I I have to give all the credit (laughs) to uh, the AOC PM&R for really opening my eyes to physiatry. Um it was one of those situations much like um uh, probably much of our our listeners here who, you know, when you find P M and R it just fits and it clicks and you recognize that that you found your passion and you found um a specialty that you can use all of your interests and your skills and really trying to help people maintain or regain a very uh functional lifestyle. So um, that was my kind of my journey into um, finding the the best specialty out there.
0: Excellent. Uh, thank you for that. So that allows me to give another plug for our AOC PM&R Mid-Year Meeting. If you guys are listening and yes. you can come on down, that would be great. Um, so being a program director, I'm sure, is uh, very busy and obviously it's a privilege. What led you to become a program director for a pm r residency?
1: Yeah, you know it's um, it's interesting thing how things will happen in your life or or in your career. And as I uh, moved through the beginning part of my career, I recognized that there are so many similarities um, between teaching and also clinical practice. Um, you know, in our in our practice, especially as physiatrists, we are essentially trying to help a person. Reach their maximal potential, um, and I really correlate that with teaching and with training residents. Um, and once I could, I could see the similarities there. It was really, um, it was really a no-brainer. Something that I really found a passion for uh, with a residency program is I could use those same skills to then try. To allow and assist residents to gain their maximal um, potential, so you know it's, it's a it's a really it's a fun experience. Um, you're right, it's it's a lot of work, um, but in all of the all of the best ways to um, be able to help create some really wonderful physiatrists in the field.
0: Awesome. So, uh, other than waking up to the smell of Hershey chocolate, what else brought <laughs> you to the Penn State PM&R residency?
1: Well, the chocolate sure <laughs> um that that was uh that was definitely a plus for for the region um, central pennsylvania is is a wonderful area for those who have who have never been but um the residency specifically I came on board uh, in its infancy, so I essentially came on board right when we started with our first residency class, so it was really exciting to be able to see the program grow, but also to be able to be a part of the program as it has um, as it has grown, be able to see where it's come from, how we've evolved, um, and it's been really great to be able to work with residents and work with faculty who are all really supportive of a new program and how we want to push our program forward. So, as Program Director, you're kind of captain of the ship. So,
0: what visions do you have for the Penn State R program in the short and long run?
1: Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, you know, I think there's a lot of a lot of different things that we're looking to do in in the coming years. Um, we're still relatively new. we've graduated two classes uh, to date I'm very proud of our residents who've been quite successful um, So many of our visions are anything from internally within our program, how can we structure our curriculum uh, to better meet the needs of our residents. Um, We all know that medicine and physiatry is really growing at a rapid pace, uh, which is really exciting. So really trying to incorporate the newest and the latest and the greatest um, different learning environments into our program. You know and I think in the long run really um, becoming a a program among among the rest uh, in the field um from a national level, being able to be involved in national organizations much like the a o c p m n r and um, putting putting a president presence out there um, excuse me for really uh, great physicians
0: That's awesome. Uh, And I'm sure having the Penn State name is probably pretty awesome as far as uh, building a a legacy.
1: It is. It is. Yes, we are. Penn State, of course.
0: (laughs) So uh, there's a lot of angst around the application process from a medical Mm -hmm. standpoint. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about the application screening process for Penn State specifically?
1: Yeah, sure. You know, that's... um it's a tough it's a tough question there's there are so many wonderful applicants applying to pm r this year and and in years past um, and it can be a pretty daunting experience i think for for applicants trying to trying to stand out um and as far as the screening process, I would say there's really no specific um Process or you know one particular thing that that we look for in applicants, but really uh, we have a team of physicians who look through our our applications. Um, every year we wish that we could interview more than we do, um, and I I truly truly mean that. There are some really outstanding um, applicants who should be very proud of themselves, um, and I and I hope much like our program that that other programs throughout the country. Um, will work towards expanding or maybe even um, having the desire to create a new program so that we can create some more positions for applicants.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Would you say that PM&R more so than other specialties is more well-rounded and kind of holistic in the way uh, you guys look at applicants?
1: I like to think so. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I don't know. um, I I can't say for sure, um, but I I do like to think, so I I know that applicants, um, you know, will focus on scores or letters or different types of domains, but um, I I do like to think that in physiatry, we really look at the full picture, whether it be the academic profile, um, the outreach um, profile, research, and those types of things, because so many applicants have many different skills, which is really important to recognize.
0: Um, so how would you recommend about a question to prepare for a female residency interview?
1: Yeah, so I would recommend um, if you do have some interviews lined up, go ahead and practice. Um, practice is always very helpful, but really um, relax, have fun, you know. Be able to articulate what is on your CV if questions arise. Um, But really be true to yourself and be able to talk to your interviewer and be able to discuss uh, the things that you're proud of, the things that have brought you this far and made you who you are. Thank you for that. Um, So
0: I've been told that uh, medical students should also be looking at the residency to kind of see if it's the right fit for them as well. Uh, What factors should medical students consider when they're looking for a residency that's the
1: right fit for them? I think that's an excellent, excellent point. Um, It's important to recognize we are interviewing you just as much as you are interviewing us. And so it's important to, exactly like you said, what factors are important to a resident? Um, So are there, you know, what do you need to be successful is what I tell many of the, the students that I may mentor or meet along the way, and recognize that that might be different for everyone. Um, So, you know, think about what sort of environment will you thrive in? Um, I certainly think there there's an opportunity to get an education wherever you go, but where will you really thrive? Um, And there's many ways to look at that. I think some students look at a big city versus a small city or a large program versus a small program. Um, That's one way. I think there's... Other ways, if you will thrive, for example, in a research environment or a program who has a lot of community outreach and service, um, so just think about what is important to you um, and find find that good fit it's, it really is it really is so important. I think that's it's great to to bring that point up um, that it is a it is a mutual interview both ways. That definitely sounds like excellent
0: advice. Um, What other advice is this medical student currently in the interview process?
1: What other advice? Yeah, so um, my biggest advice would be to find uh, find mentors. Find mentors who can continue to provide you advice, um, can provide you advice on the interview process or perhaps future career goals. Um, mentors come in many different types. Uh, I think students often may feel that they need formal mentors, and I know there's some different mentorship programs available, um, so I encourage students to seek those out. You know, find mentors that maybe are in programs outside of your own so that you can get a little bit different uh, perspective.
0: That sounds great. Um, So one of the other things we like to do on the podcast is we like to really get to know the people that we interview. So could you tell us about someone in your training an impact on you and why?
1: Oh, wonderful question. Um, someone who had an impact on me. So the challenge is I really, truly feel like I've had so many um, attending physicians who've had an impact on me, uh, especially during my residency training. Uh, it, it's hard to pick just one, but those I would say those who have really impacted me were motivated, confident, um, and really cared for their patients, really um, cared about what they do every day. I think we've all recognized that there are some challenges in medicine nowadays with different regulatory requirements, um, for example, but those who have really had the biggest impact on me and my career, um, have always had a positive outlook on their their goals in medicine. And for that, I will be forever grateful. Um, I think people you meet along the way can really shape the type of physician that you become. And it's it's important to, to recognize and, and seek those people out. Awesome. So you sound like someone that is incredibly passionate
0: about being a physiatrist. What was your favorite moment as a physiatrist?
1: So again, wow, yeah, these are, these are tough questions to, uh, to pick just um, one moment. Uh, you know, I think any time that I can help a patient achieve a goal, it's incredibly rewarding. Um, I think that would probably be true for, for <laughs> most of the physiatrists out there. Um, yeah, so, you know, anything from young adult patients who have had traumatic injuries who I can get back to school or back to a hobby sport that they love um, is incredibly rewarding to me. Um, sometimes it may be an elderly patient who just, you know, wants to enjoy that cup of coffee on the porch in the morning. And so those are maybe two examples of um, some patient experiences that I've had um, that have probably been some of, my, some of my favorite moments. That's great. And uh, any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Sure, sure. You know, um, medicine is a great field. Physiatry is a wonderful field. And I, I would just say if you take good care of your patients and you take good care of yourself as well, um, you're sure to have a very successful career.
0: Thank you for that. So thank you for joining us, Dr. Romanowski. Thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in. This is your host, student Dr. Tosin Chaudhary. You have just listened to an episode of the American Osteopathic College, a physical medicine and rehabilitation podcast. Take care and have a great day.